Welcome back to the podcast. In this very special episode, I'm going to be making my playoff predictions with the playing tournament starting tonight. I thought, you know what? Let's make a quick little episode, talk about who I think is going to win it all, how these playoff series are going to end up, and what matches am I looking forward to seeing the most. Here we go. All right, so let's start with the playing tournament that starts today. First, the first playing matchup I'm going to talk about is between the Boston Celtics, who have had a very disappointing season up to this point, and the Washington Wizards, who have been playing great basketball as of late. So with the Celtics, like I've said, they've been in a little bit of a slump to finish off the season. Obviously, they lost Jalen Brown due to injury. For the rest of the season, and that has really played a role when it comes to how they play the game. Obviously, there's been a lot more put on Jason Tatum. And while Jason Tatum and while Jason Tatum has performed, unfortunately, the Celtics aren't exactly the best constructed roster, in my opinion. The front court it's still a mess. They don't really have a true center, even though they signed Tristan Thompson. So I believe that's going to be a problem for them. And for the Washington Wizards, after a very slow start, they seem to pick it up near the end of the season. Westbrook started to look more like Russell Westbrook. Obviously, you still had Bradley Beal putting up amazing numbers as he was the second leading scorer in all of the NBA this season behind only Stephen Curry. So, I do see this matchup being a very close matchup going into this playing game. The biggest question mark I have is with Bradley Beal's hamstring. I know he's been dealing with a hamstring and string injury going into the last few games of the season. So, let's get ready to see how that affects him going into this game. However... I do believe that the Washington Wizards will beat the Celtics in this game. I feel like even a hobbled Bradley Beal along with Russell Westbrook is going to be more than enough to beat the Celtics team, which, quite honest, doesn't really look like they have the will to play any more basketball this season. I just haven't seen the energy or the effort out of this basketball team since Jalen Brown went down. On to the second playing game in the East. It's the Indiana Pacers against the Charlotte Hornets. The do-or-die game in this playing tournament. The 9-seed playing the 10-seed. Remember, the, the loser of this game is done. They don't get a second chance. They're done. So this is just a chance to play again against the Boston Celtics, who I think is going to lose that 7-8 matchup. So, Indiana, it's been a weird year for them. A lot of chemistry issues between the players and the coach. I believe the coach wanted to fight some players later down the line, but that's a whole different problem. So that's going to be interesting to see how they go into this playing game. However, Indiana's DeBontis Sabonis has been playing great basketball this entire month of May. He's averaged a triple-double. Karis LeVert has played great basketball. Unfortunately, he will be out due to COVID health and safety protocols. So that's a little bit of a blow towards them. 
And for the Hornets, they won't have Gordon Hayward in this game. So that is a little bit of a shame as well. So kind of looking forward to see what he can do in this type of situation for a young Hornets squad. But the Hornets are going to have to make do with the potential rookie of the year, LaMelo Ball and Terry Rougier, who is a who played great all year. Obviously, still got pretty young, solid players and Miles Bridges and Devontae Graham. If I do think this is going to be an issue for the Hornets when it comes to guarding Sabonis because I don't think they really have that true big man that can guard a guy like Sabonis. I don't think Zeller is going to be able to do the job. Bismack might be a little better, but I don't think it's going to be that much better. And honestly, if Malcolm Brogdon plays for the Pacers, it's going to be even more of an interesting game to keep an eye on. But at the end of the day, I'm going to go with... As much as I don't think this team's ready, I'm going to go with the Charlotte Hornets to defeat the Indiana Pacers. And they're going to play the Celtics for the right to get into that eighth spot. All right, so let's start with the play-in tournament that starts today. First, The first play-in matchup I'm going to talk about is between the Boston Celtics, who have had a very disappointing season up to this point. And the Washington Wizards, who have been playing great basketball as of late. So with the Celtics, like I've said, they've been in a little bit of a slump to finish off the season. Obviously, they lost Jalen Brown due to injury for the rest of the season, and that has really played a role when it comes to how they play the game. Obviously, there's been a lot more put on Jason Tatum. And, well, Jason Tatum... And while Jason Tatum has performed, unfortunately, the Celtics aren't exactly the best constructed roster, in my opinion. The front court is still a mess. They don't really have a true center, even though they signed Tristan Thompson. So I believe that's going to be a problem for them. And for the Washington Wizards, after a very slow start, they seem to pick it up near the end of the season. Westbrook. Started to look more like Russell Westbrook. Obviously, you still had Bradley Beal putting up amazing numbers as he was the second leading scorer in all of the NBA this season behind only Stephen Curry. So, I do see this matchup being a very close matchup going into this playing game. The biggest question mark I have is with Bradley Beal's hamstring. I know he's been dealing with a hamstring and string injury going into the last few games of the season. So it's going to be see how that affects him going into this game. However, I do believe that the Washington Wizards will beat the Celtics in this game. I feel like even a hobbled Bradley Beal along with Russell Westbrook is going to be more than enough to beat this Celtics team, which, to quite honest, doesn't really look like they have the will to play any more basketball this season. I just haven't seen the energy or the effort out of this basketball team since Jalen Brown went down. On to the second playing game in the East. It's the Indiana Pacers against the Charlotte Hornets. The do-or-die game in this 
playing tournament, the nine seed playing the ten seed. Remember, the the loser of this game is done. They don't get a second chance. They're done. So this is just a chance to play again against the Boston Celtics, who I think is going to lose that 7-8 matchup. So, Indiana, it's been a weird year for them. A lot of chemistry issues between the players and the coach. I believe the coach wanted to fight some players later down the line, but that's a whole different problem. So that's going to be interesting to see how they go under this playing game. However, Indiana's DeMontis Sabonis has been playing great basketball this entire month of May. He's averaged a triple-double. Karis Avert has played great basketball. Unfortunately, he will be out due to COVID health and safety protocols. So that's a little bit of a blow towards them. And for the Hornets, they won't have Gordon Hayward in this game. So that is a little bit of a shame as well. So kind of looking forward to see what he can do in this type of situation for a young Hornets squad. But the Hornets are going to have to make do with the potential rookie of the year, LaMelo Ball and Terry Rougier, who is a who played great all year. Obviously, still got pretty young, solid players and Miles Bridges and Devontae Graham. If I do think there's going to be an issue for the Hornets when it comes to guarding Sabonis because I don't think they really have that true big man that can guard a guy like Sabonis. I don't think Zeller is going to be able to do the job. Bismack might be a little better, but I don't think it's going to be that much better. And honestly, if Malcolm Brogdon plays for the Pacers, it's going to be even more of an interesting game to keep an eye on. But at the end of the day, I'm going to go with as much as I don't think this team's ready, I'm going to go with the Charlotte Hornets to defeat the Indiana Pacers, and they're going to play the Celtics for the right to get into that eighth spot. All right, on to the Western Conference first half of the playing tournament. We have a matchup that, to be honest, is probably going to be the most least interesting game to watch in the playing tournament. Because I, we all think it's just going to be that much of a mismatch. Even though the San Antonio Spurs have probably one of the greatest basketball coaches of all time and Greg Popovich on their side, I don't think the Spurs roster has what it takes to win a one-game playoff. I mean, Derek White is out with injury. I don't trust DeMar DeRozan in this situation. Obviously, they don't have a guy like a Marcus Aldridge anymore. They don't have him. And just... To be honest, I think the Memphis, this young Memphis Grizzlies team is just more talented than the Spurs overall. I think John Moran is going to drop at least 25 in that game. Dylan Brooks is a good player. Jonas Valanciunas is very solid. Jaron Jackson's back as well, so that's going to be an interesting matchup for the Spurs to kind of defend him. So, yeah, in this matchup, I think it's pretty obvious where I'm going with. I'm going with... The Memphis Grizzlies defeat the San Antonio Spurs quite handily, in my opinion. And they're going to take on the loser of this matchup between the Golden State Warriors and the Los Angeles Lakers. Wow. Who would have thought at the beginning of the season that the Los Angeles Lakers and the Golden State Warriors 
would be in this playing tournament. I know I didn't have them in. I know Lakers Nation and Dub Nation did not think this was going to be even a possibility for the teams this year. But here they are in this situation, playing tournament. Winner plays the Phoenix Suns. The loser plays who I, I think the Memphis Grizzlies. So, obviously, there's going to be a lot of hype around this game. This is the last of the first part of the playing tournament games. Because you got to look at who's playing. You got LeBron James playing Steph Curry in a one game play in to decide who gets the seventh seed. I mean, I think the ratings are going to be the highest on television for that game alone for that reason. It's just LeBron versus Curry. Where you've been used to seeing these two battle out in the finals back in the day. But now we got them playing for a seventh seed. Both of these teams have gone into the going into this game very hot. You got the Lakers who have won their last five games in a row, and you got the Warriors who won their last six games in a row. So these two are probably the two hottest teams going into the playing tournament. The question is: Is LeBron and AD healthy enough to keep up? I believe they will be healthy enough to beat this Golden State Warriors team, but you never know. At the same time, you got to look at the other side. You got Steph Curry, who's been playing like an MVP candidate all year long. MVP candidate all year long. So, if he keeps that up, it's going to be a really tightly contested game. I believe it. It's going to be closer than a lot of people think because you look at the Lakers roster and the Warriors roster, and the Lakers roster is a thousand times better than the Warriors roster. Let's just get that settled right now. I would take the Lakers roster right now in a one-game playoff over the Warriors roster. Without question. Without question. But Steph Curry is the main reason why the Warriors are even in this situation at the moment. I don't know if he's going to be able to get the job done in this game. So, I have the Lakers winning this game. And the Warriors will be taking on the Memphis Grizzlies for the right to play for the eighth seed. So, now we got the eighth seed on the line games. I want to talk about the Celtics versus the Hornets first. I believe the Celtics, despite the disappointing season, I just believe Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, Marcus Smart, those players... Evan Fournier, you can throw him in there too. I think they're just too experienced and just too talented to keep to lose to this Hornets team. As much as I like LaMelo Ball, as much as I like Terry Rozier, I don't think the Celtics are going to lose to the Hornets. I think the Hornets are just too inexperienced for this moment. And, yeah, I think the Celtics are going to get this job get the job done. They're going to win that game and secure the 8th seed to take on the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, for Warriors versus Grizzlies. I mean, this matchup has been interesting all year long. The Warriors are actually 1-1 one one against the Grizzlies without Stephen Curry. And then you saw, if you watched the game on Sunday, you saw that 
the Warriors looked like they knew how to stop John Morant. The Grizzlies had no idea how to stop Stephen Curry as he dropped a cool 40-plus ball on them. I mean, you look at John Morant's games against the against the uh, Warriors this year, John Morant has not scored more than 16 points against this Warriors team. So, obviously the Warriors had some game plan going into those games against the Memphis Grizzlies and John Morant. They know how to stop John Morant. And if John Morant's not scoring more than 16 points, I don't think this Grizzlies team has what it takes to win this game. And if Curry plays like Curry and John Morant can't get anything going, it's going to be a long game for the Memphis Grizzlies. But if this game is anything like what we saw on Sunday night, we're in for a treat. At the end of the day, though, I have the Warriors defeating the Memphis Grizzlies, and they will be having a date with the Utah Jazz. Alright, now on to the regular playoffs. I'm going to start with the Eastern Conference, and then work my way over to the Western Conference, and go round by round. Let's start with the Eastern Conference first round matchups. For the first matchup, I have the Philadelphia 76ers versus the Boston Celtics. And I think the the Sixers absolutely dominate this matchup. In years past, it was always Boston beating up on the Sixers. In this playoff series, the script is flipped. I don't think Philadelphia will have much of a problem dispatching the Boston Celtics this time around. The Celtics have nobody to guard Joel Embiid. And Tobias Harris, especially with Embiid playing an MVP candidate for most of the year. Who knows? Hopefully Embiid can stay healthy so the Sixers can stay strong throughout this playoff push. I'm just hoping Ben Simmons is aggressive throughout the entire playoffs as well. I've noticed the big difference for the Sixers team going into the playoffs is now they have a competent coach in Doc Rivers as compared to Brett Brown, who I don't know what he, – he couldn't figure anything out with this team, and this team always seems to disappoint. I believe the Sixers now have a chance to make a deep run in these playoffs with a competent coach. I mean, for the Boston Celtics, I mean, for them to have a chance in this series – Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker are going to have to be damn near perfect for the Celtics to even have a chance in this series, but I don't think they're going to be able to do it. Maybe Fournier steps up, gives them a couple of good games. Maybe Marcus Smart steps out, gives them a few games, but at the end of the day, I have the Philadelphia 76ers winning this series in five. On to the Brooklyn Nets versus the Washington Wizards. This is an interesting matchup because this is going to be the first playoff series we see Russell Westbrook take on Kevin Durant and James Harden. OKC Thunder fans, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I feel sorry for y'all. This could have been y'all. 
Y'all had these th- all three of these players at once, and now they're playing for a playoff spot. This playoff series is going to be the first time we see the Brooklyn Nets big three go at each go and play together. I'm really looking forward to seeing how that turns out. Hopefully, they can get the chemistry going as soon as possible. But obviously, I think this is a good series to get some chemistry going. Due to the fact that I don't think the Wizards really have much of a chance in this game. Even though Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook, we all know they're going to go out and do their thing. Westbrook might get a few triple-doubles in there. Bradley gets his 30 or so. But it just won't be enough for the Washington Wizards. The only question I have for this Nets team is, will Kyrie Irving have his head in the game? Obviously, he had his comments about he had his mindset on other things. I'm not getting into that because we all have a pretty idea what that is, but hopefully Kyrie can keep his head in the game in this series and throughout the entire playoffs. But at the end of the day, I have the Nets winning this series in four. On to the next matchup, which I think is going to be my favorite matchup of the first round, is that we have the Milwaukee Bucks taking on the Miami Heat. It's a rematch of last postseason where the Miami Heat absolutely humiliated Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks in the second round, beat them in five. The only reason they even got one game is because Chris Milton decided to show up for one game. So, like I said, this series has a potential to be the best in the whole first round. I believe the addition of Drew Holiday is going to help Milwaukee dramatically when it comes to perimeter defense because that is one of the weaknesses the Milwaukee Bucks had last year, and the Miami Heat absolutely took advantage of that. It's going to be interesting to see how Eric Spolstra defends against Giannis Antetokounmpo. Does he do what he did last year against them? Does they swarm Giannis and force Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton to beat you? It's going to be interesting to see how they do that. But like this Heat team is nowhere like that team from last year. Obviously, they lost some key defenders like Jay Crowder. We'll see if Trevor Reza and Bam Adebayo are up to a little bit more heavy lifting when it comes to the defense of Giannis Antetokounmpo. Like I said, I believe this Heat team is going to give people a run for their money. The Miami Heat are my team. I'll be more than happy to take the dub over the over the Milwaukee Bucks, but I just got a feeling about this Bucks team this year. They just seem to be on a mission this year. I'm gonna take the Bucks to win this this series in a slugfest, seven games. It's gonna go seven. This series is going seven. No mistake about it. On to the last matchup of the first round in the Eastern Conference. The New York Knicks, yes, the New York Knicks are taking on the Atlanta Hawks of all teams in the first round as the four versus five matchup. These two teams have definitely been a surprise this season. Maybe more the Knicks than the the Hawks, but at the end of the day, definitely a surprise. This is definitely going to be a battle between two different styles. 
You got to take a look at that Hawks offense versus that Knicks defense. Nate McMillan and Tom Thibodeau have been absolutely fantastic with these ball clubs all year long. Tom Thibodeau should be coach of the year, in my opinion, when it's all said and done, because let's face it, he revived revived the damn Knicks. (laughs) Let's just be honest with that. I think Trey Young in this series is going to have some pretty good moments. He's going to help the Atlanta Hawks win some ball games in this series. But I do think the Knicks are the better team at the, when it's all said and done. This team led by the most improved player, Julius Randle, will defeat the Atlanta Hawks in a very good six games. They're going to be really good games. All six games are going to be really good. But at the end of the day, I got the Knicks defeating the Hawks in six. All right, on to the Western Conference. First round matchups. First one I'm going to talk about, eight versus one. I've got the Utah Jazz against the Golden State Warriors. Now, one thing that's a little bit concerned of me concerning going into this first round matchup is that Donovan Mitchell is still not at 100%. Anderson reports that he might not even be ready for game one of this series. That being said, I still think Utah is the better team overall. I believe that Rudy Gobert is going to absolutely dominate in the paint. I don't think anyone on that Golden State Warriors team is going to be able to stop Gobert. And when Donovan Mitchell does make his return, I think that just seals the deal for Utah. I mean, Steph Curry is going to have to be... The MVP. He's going to have to be scoring at least 35 a night to even give the Warriors a chance in this series. I mean, Draymond Green said that this team is not the We Believe 2.0, and he's absolutely right because there will not be a first seed, number one seed going down to an eight seed. In this matchup, I've got the Utah Jazz winning this series in six. And if Mitchell is healthy, this series might even be over in five. But out of respect for Curry, I think Curry is going to be enough to win you two games in this series. So I got the Jazz defeating the Golden State Warriors in six games. On to the Phoenix Suns taking on the Los Angeles Lakers. You gotta give it to Chris Paul. Everywhere he goes, he he wins. He wins. He's got this young Suns team who hasn't made the playoffs in a, forever, it seems like. And with and with Devin Booker and DeAndre Aiden at his side, they got the, he helped get the Phoenix Suns to the second seed. Hope he's gonna get some MVP votes. He better make it. It better be close for the MVP, in my opinion. I think Chris Paul should win it. But it's going to be interesting to see how Devin Booker performs in his first ever playoff game. It's going to be interesting to see how DeAndre Ayton performs in his first ever playoff game. Matter of fact, it's going to be interesting to see how they re- how they play this whole series, and hopefully they're up to the task to make this interesting series. 
Now, for the Lakers, like I said, it's all about health for them. Will LeBron James and AD be healthy throughout the series? If they do, I don't think it's going to be even close. Well, it's going to be close, but I don't think LeBron James and AD are going to be near full health yet. So, I'm going to have them. Yes, I'm going to have the Lakers winning this Series in six, I think at the end of the day, I think LeBron James and AD, not even 100%, it's going to be a little too much for this Phoenix Suns team. Even though I really think the Suns team is a really good team, I just can't bet against LeBron and AD in the, post- in the first round. When was the last time you saw Aunt LeBron James get bounced down in the first round? Oh, yeah, never. So I'm not going to bet let's against LeBron in the first round of the playoffs. I think he's going to get get this job done in the first round. I got Lakers in six. On to Denver versus Portland. This is an interesting one. Denver has slowed down a little bit down the stretch going into the playoffs. Obviously, the last game of the season, the Trailblazers beat the Denver Nuggets to, to clinch their playoff spot. And now they're going to be playing again going into this first round matchup. Jokic, he's probably going to win MVP. Even though I think it's going to be should be Chris Paul. We all know Jokic is going to win MVP. But when you look at this Denver Nuggets team without Jamal Murray in this type of playoff scenario, who do you trust outside of Jokic to make a play in the playoffs? Michael Porter Jr., despite being pretty good at age 22, he is only 22. And this is going to be a first real playoff experience. As opposed to the Blazers, they got two dudes that I believe that can get the job done any, at any time. I got They got Damian Lillard, who has been playing absolutely fantastic as of late. And you got CJ McCollum, who can get you a buck at any time. Nurkic starting to look healthy again. That's going to be interesting to see how he defends Nikola Jokic. And I believe the role players for the Portland Trailblazers are just a little bit better. You got Norm Powell. You got Robert Covington, who can play some solid defense and hit a three-point every now and then. You got Camelo scoring off the bench. Anthony Simons is pretty solid off the bench as well. So this is another going to be another seven-game series for me. And I have the Portland Trailblazers winning that series in seven games over the Denver Nuggets. Now, on to the Clippers and the Mavericks. We're seeing a lot of playoff rematches this year. (laughs) So, obviously in the bubble, you saw how last year the the Clippers had a little bit of a struggle with the Mavericks. A lot more than a lot of people expected for Luka's first playoff. And Luka held his own against a team that was just bullying him the whole time, taking two games before falling to the Clippers in six. For the Clippers, this postseason run, you got to think, this is their chance for redemption after that terrible run in the bubble. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, they know what they have to do. They need to step up. They need to start playing good basketball. And hopefully what we saw in those last two games against the Rockets and the Thunder are not going to be representation of what we're about to see in these playoffs. 
Because if they go down here in the first round to the Clippers, you're never going to hear the end of it. Clippers are never going to hear the end of it if they fall to this Mavericks team here. Speaking of the Mavericks, the only question mark I have for them is will Kristaps Porzingis be able to stay healthy this time around? Because I believe that game, that series in the bubble could have gone to seven if Kristaps Porzingis was actually, you know, healthy. I mean, Jalen Brunson has been playing great basketball for the Mavericks. Tim Hardaway has been playing great basketball for the Mavericks. I like how they fit into that rotation coming off the bench. So if Kristaps Porzingis can stay healthy, this series is going to be a fun one. But I don't think the Clippers are going to lose here. If the Clippers lose here, it's going to be an embarrassment. So I'm going to pick the Clippers to win this series in six, just like last time. But these games are going to be a lot closer than they were before. So yeah, that does it for the Western Conference first round. On to the second round of the NBA playoffs. In this matchup, let's start with the East again. I got Philadelphia taking on the Knicks. Oh my goodness, you already know the Knicks fans are going to be really annoying at this point with Spike Lee's and the Stephen A. Smiths of the world. But even they can realize that they don't really stand much of a chance against this Philadelphia 76ers team. The matchups are going to be a little bit interesting. You got Joel Embiid versus Julius Randle, so that's going to be an interesting matchup. We'll see how that Philadelphia 76er defense handles a guy like Derrick Rose, who for the most part is that Knicks offense when he comes off the bench. So that's going to be interesting to see. Like I said, hopefully Ben Simmons can stay aggressive throughout these entire playoffs. Tobias Harris, hopefully he can step up. Shooting needs to be good in this series, too, for the Philadelphia 76ers. As for the Knicks, the Knicks' defense is pretty good, but like I said, Philadelphia's defense is no slouch either. So, if the Knicks want a chance in this series, they need to find some offense because the Knicks' offense is not exactly the greatest thing in the world outside of Julius Randle and Derrick Rose. So it's going to be to see how those two players step up in a big way, as well as those role players like R.J. Barrett and so forth. But at the end of the day, I got the Philadelphia 76ers moving on to the Eastern Conference Finals, defeating the Knicks in a five-game series. I think the Knicks still won at home, but that's really it. The next matchup I have, and this is probably going to be the most anticipated matchup of the second round, if it happens. The Brooklyn Nets hosting, well not hosting, but playing against the Milwaukee Bucks. Like I said, this will probably be the best series in the entire playoffs, let alone the second round. You're going to see the Milwaukee Big 3 of Giannis, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday against Kyrie, KD, and James Harden. It's going to be very interesting to see how the Milwaukee defense holds up against that broken offense who 
now have a whole playoff series under their belts. Definitely going to have more time to rest because they got a weaker opponent than the Bucks did in the first round. So it's going to be interesting to see how Milwaukee game plans for the Brooklyn Nets. Giannis has had his number against the Brooklyn Nets this, num- this year by far. The Nets don't exactly have the greatest interior defense in the world. So Giannis is going to take advantage of that. However, Brooklyn also has something that Milwaukee tends to struggle with, and that is perimeter defense. But like I said, Drew Holiday should help shore that up a little bit more. I know the Nets are the favorite to win the championship, but if Brooklyn was going to fall in the Eastern Conference, this is the matchup. This would be the matchup where the Brooklyn Nets go down. At the end of the day, I think chemistry is going to catch up with them. I think having inexperience at the coaching spot with Steve Nash, that's going to hurt them. So, as much as I don't like Mike Bootenholzer as a coach either, he has way more experience in the playoffs than Steve Nash. So there's an advantage for the Milwaukee Bucks. This is going to be a fun series just in terms of legacy. Giannis' legacy on the line in the playoffs. James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie. It's going to be interesting to see how, by the end of this series, people are going to be talking about the legacies of those four great players. At the end of the day, though, I'm going to take the Milwaukee Bucks in another seven-game slugfest to defeat the Brooklyn Nets. It's going to be a great series, but I believe the Bucks are the only team in the East that can beat the Nets, and they are going to be the team that beats the Brooklyn Nets in seven. On to the Western Conference. You have the Utah Jazz taking on the Los Angeles Clippers. Donovan Mitchell should be healthier by the time this series begins. And I believe it's going to be a lot closer than a lot of people think. If the Clippers and the Jazz meet up at this point, and you got the Lakers on the other side, playing the Portland Trailblazers, which I'll get to in a second, do the Clippers start looking ahead again to the Lakers, or do they stay focused this time? Do they get past the second round like they should have last year? Do they get to the first conference title series in their franchise history? I don't think so. I think the Clippers are going to make the same mistake they made last year and just lose focus against a really good Utah Jazz team with Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Jordan Clarkson. I believe those three players have a great series. I think some. I think one of the big two between Kawhi Leonard and Paul George is going to falter. I have the Utah Jazz defeating the Los Angeles Clippers in six games. Now. If the Clippers can stay focused and take care of business at hand, unlike last year, things are going to be very different. 
But I don't think the Clippers are going to be focused on the Jazz. And once again, they're going to be looking at Big Brother in the Lakers. Now on to the Lakers and Portland Trailblazers matchup I mentioned earlier. Again, another bubble rematch between the Blazers and the Lakers. I don't, let's see if the Portland Trailblazers can make this more of a series, like unlike last time where it went five games. I mean, LeBron and AD at this point are even going to be more healthy than they were. And I don't want people. I just hold on before I address before we move on. I got to address something. People were thinking that people. The teams were trying to avoid the Lakers as best they could. And I just got to ask why people would think that. With the, how banged up LeBron and Anthony Davis were, wouldn't you want to play them earlier while they're still down? Because now you got to look at the Portland Trailblazers, who now get a healthier LeBron, a healthier Anthony Davis. And I don't think this series is going to be, you know, Looking towards the Blazers' favor. I got the Lakers winning this series in six. Yep, the Blazers give one more game than they did last year. I think Dame and CJ are going to have to be nearly perfect in this series to even have a chance. I believe they will have two games where they completely go off. But at the end of the day, I think LeBron and Anthony Davis are going to be too much for this Blazers team. And I think the physicality of the Lakers' defense is going to be too much. On to the conference finals matchups. I have the Philadelphia 76ers taking on the Milwaukee Bucks in the East. And I got Lakers and Jazz in the West. I'm going to start with the East, just like I've been doing for the other three rounds. So, again, there's a lot of legacy on the line here in this matchup. You got Giannis. Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, all those stars looking for a chance to play in their first ever NBA Finals. Both the Philadelphia 76ers and the Milwaukee Bucks have been oh so close so many times. I mean, you got Milwaukee. They went to the Conference Finals against Toronto and got bounced by Toronto. And in the same year, you got Philadelphia getting bounced in seven against Toronto via the luckiest shot in all of basketball ever in Kawhi Leonard's shot. You want to talk about lucky shots, that was a lucky shot. But now, the two of the most unfortunate Eastern Conference teams are now, have a, in my opinion, are going to have a chance to go at each other for a chance to go to the NBA Finals. Hopefully, Joel Embiid can stay healthy. That's going to be the biggest question mark for the Philadelphia 76ers this whole playoffs. Can Embiid stay healthy? And can Simmons continue to be aggressive? That should be, that's the big key for me for the Philadelphia 76ers. Embiid's health, Ben Simmons' aggression, and the shooting. Because I believe the Sixers shooting between Danny Green, Seth Curry. Obviously, Embiid can shoot a little bit. Can they shoot... In this series against Milwaukee. Because if they can, I think Philadelphia has a pretty good chance of getting past Milwaukee and get to the finals. But if they don't show up, if Danny Green does whatever Danny Green does, especially in last year's Danny Green, Seth Curry struggles, 
and B can't get the outside shot going, it's going to be a rough matchup for the 76ers. Another question is, who's going to guard Giannis on that end of the floor? Will they put Ben Simmons on Giannis? That would be an interesting matchup to watch. Ben Simmons trying to guard Giannis Antetokounmpo. So that's going to be fun to watch. Like I said, if the shooting shoes shows up for Philly, they have a chance to win the series. If they don't, it's going to be a pretty short series. In the end of the day, I've got Milwaukee finally getting to the finals. The process has got to be a little bit longer. I got Milwaukee defeating the Sixers in another seven-game series. The Bucks are really going to have to work for this title. If they want to win this title, they're going to have to earn it. Miami ain't going to go down quietly. Obviously, they got Brooklyn. And obviously, Philly ain't going to go down to quietly either. So, they're going to play the maximum amount of games before going into the finals, in my opinion. On to the Lakers and the Jazz. This is going to be an interesting matchup for me if everybody stays healthy. If everybody's healthy, this series is going to be pretty good. If LeBron James and Anthony Davis on 100%, this series could go longer than everybody expects. But if LeBron and AD are close to 100%, if not 100%, it's going to be a long series. Especially since I like the Jazz bench more than I do the Lakers bench. I like guys like Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingles coming off the bench for that team. Royce O'Neal as well. Compared to guys like Caruso, Kuzma, Casey, KCP is probably going to start. But you get what I mean. I like the Jazz depth more than I do the Lakers depth. So if LeBron James and AD aren't healthy, the Jazz definitely have the edge when it comes to role players. But I'm making this prediction based off LeBron James and Anthony Davis being so unhealthy. Same thing with Donovan Mitchell being healthy. And if everybody's healthy, Lakers are going to beat the Jazz in six. No ifs, ands, and buts about it. I think the Lakers are just a much better team than the Utah Jazz. So that's it for my conference final predictions. On to the NBA Finals. And in the NBA Finals, I have the Milwaukee Bucks, who fought tooth and nail to, and had probably the roughest road to the finals anyone's ever had, playing the maximum amount of games, take on the Lakers, who their biggest opponent is probably their own health. Let's be honest. For the fun, for the road to the playoffs for the Lakers, their health is their biggest opponent, in my opinion. So, I think the defenses of these two teams are pretty even. Lakers are number one in the league. I believe the Bucks are also a top ten defense, so defense is going to be key. I don't think the Lakers have the shooting to attack the Milwaukee Bucks in the finals, unlike Miami and Philly and Brooklyn. So I think Milwaukee's going to have a little bit of breather there. I don't think the Lakers have the best perimeter shooting in the world. So that's going to be something going in Milwaukee's favor. 
I don't know who guards the Giannis on the Lakers. Anthony Davis, maybe, more than likely. But then who's going to guard Chris Middleton? That probably goes to one of the other defenders on that team. Drew Holiday, I think, is going to be the biggest X factor in that potential series. I know it's weird to bet against LeBron and AD, especially after what they've done when healthy. It's probably going to be healthy. Those two are going to be in B all year long. So my NBA champion, I believe this team is definitely going to earn it. And I've got the Milwaukee Bucks winning that championship. I think Giannis Antetokounmpo will be finals MVP and finally captures that elusive title and wins one for the city of Milwaukee. And, well, LeBron James is going to lose into the finals and all the haters are going to go after him again. I can, only see, I can see the talk shows now after that if this happens. But, yeah, that is going to do it for my NBA playoff predictions. We'll see if any of them end up becoming true. But, y'all enjoy the playing tournament tonight. The actual playoffs start on Saturday. Until, Until next time, I'm out.